Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday are rambling about those Los Angeles Rams. Ramble on. Hi, how are you? Welcome to another episode of Ramblings with Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday. I am Doc Holliday. Isaac, what's happening, man? What's going on, brother? Hey, what's up, Doc, man? So it's another victory Monday for our Rams, man. Uh, uh, it's a fun, it's funny, funny feeling on Monday, man. I mean, it's kind of different to talk about these type games. I mean, you know, when we we talk about games when we're on the other side of a whooping like this, how we burn the tapes. I wonder what we're going to do with this tape. I mean, but great win. I'm doing well, man. Hope you're doing well, Doc. Let's get into it, man. I'm out grandly, man. Of course I'm doing well, man. A great weekend. The family's blessed. I'm blessed. Our Los Angeles Rams went to New York and played the Giants, and they walked away blessed. First of all, bro, we played a trash-ass New York Giants team, and sometimes when you play trash-ass teams, you may tend to take them for granted, but Look like we may have in that first quarter, but damn that first quarter, man, talking about that. We went to New York and beat the brakes off the New York Giants, 38-11, and 11, man. Now we are 5-1. and one. I don't give a damn who New York Giants, who they was missing, who they had, who they didn't have. They were still an NFL team, and sometimes you can have a letdown. We did not have a letdown. We went and took care of business like Super Bowl contending teams are supposed to do, and we walked out of New York with a blowout dub Isaac so I'm liking what, what I'm liking the result we got didn't always like what I saw but I'm liking the result we got because we got a W man a huge W 38-11 blowout beat down well I'll tell you what Doc, we can we can just revisit what we discussed last week in, the, in you know in, in prepping for this game we talked about how, how the Rams had to be professional we talked about how they had to make sure that they don't play uh, the actual people who who are supposed to be there or, or who aren't there, but just play the football game and, and execute and do what we need to do. I think the Rams did that to the team, man. They were professional. The guys were flying around. Um, you, know, just, uh, you probably saw a bit of a jet, a little bit of jet lag in the first quarter. But after that, Doc, I mean, I, I thought the uh, defense really showed up, man. Leonard Floyd's pass rushing like uh, he was back at Georgia. I mean, he was coming off the ball with some ferocity and getting after uh, Daniel Jones. And the same on the other side, man. The young kid, number 45, that we picked up uh, uh, from the, the Steelers, they were getting after the quarterback. And you see that perfect combination of when you have two edge rushers with, with moves that can get to the quarterback from the outside, then that inner push and the attention that Aaron, Aaron Donald gets, man, that's the recipe that we wanted to see Raheem Morris come in and put together on this defense. So 
Um, it's disappointing how the Giants played. Let's just be real, Doc, for the sake of football, for the respect of football, how they came out. They looked like the team that had flew across the country to play a football game. They looked like they hadn't waking up. So, you know, from top to bottom, man, you talk about a team that just looked completely lethargic. That was everything the New York Giants was. But that's not our business. We go out and take care of business, and we move on to the next one. Damn right, that's not our business. Our business is to beat the hell out of them, and that's exactly what we did. But I'm glad you talked about that defense because normally I always have a tendency, and we always have a tendency. It's really me to start with the offense on how about the offense play. But no, we are going to talk about that Raheem Morris-led defense. You spoke about Leonard Floyd. Leonard was bringing it. He, he finished with one and a half sacks. Aaron Donald got a half a sack. Terrell Lewis got a sack. And the guy, Okorunquo, I call him double O. He had a sack, and he was coming off coming off the edge, man. And as far as the defense is concerned, we held the Giants, man, to – let me see the total yards, man. Just 261 total yards, man. We picked Daniel Jones. How many times we picked Daniel Jones? Four, three times? Taylor Rapp had two picks. Uh, the rookie, Robert Rochelle, got a, had another pick with Darius Williams, the cornerback, being out uh, with an injury. Raheem Morris in that defense, man, regardless, as we say, regardless who was playing for the New York Giants and regardless who was not playing for the Giants, we came out and absolutely dominated them. Daniel Jones playing a week after having the concussion, and I ain't going to even lie, bro. I'm, I'm surprised my man was on the field where he got the la 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 knocked out his ass last week. But that defense showed up and thoroughly dominated this New York Giants team, man, because anytime you can pick a quarterback off three times, sack him four times, uh, force four turnovers, that's going to make it good for your offense. Well, you, you know what, Doc? I was kind of surprised to see Daniel Jones on the field Sunday, too, as well, man. I thought they probably would go with Mike Glennon just to give the young kid a, a, another week of rest. But, you know, th those are their choices. But as for the Los Angeles Rams, man, we see exactly – the style of defense that we wanted to play. We wanted to be a Paul Hawking defense. Uh, hat salutes off to, to, to Rochelle getting his first pick of his NFL career. But Taylor Rapp uh, intercepting two Daniel Jones passes, uh, just reading his eyes and just making the guy uh, feel uncomfortable. But all of that generates from what was happening up front, Doc. When you got Aaron Donald, man, you got to put two guys on this guy, a center and a guard every single time. You have to find out where he is because you're not going to single cover uh, Aaron Donald. That gives these outside pass rushers the opportunity, Doc, to rush the quarterback, to pressure the quarterback. I think what uh, pressuring the quarterback is one of the most underrated stats that that's floating around in the league. Because if you're not getting the sack, you're moving the quarterback off the spot, forcing them to throw the football a lot earlier than he want to. And we saw that yesterday happen with Daniel Jones twice, and he had to get rid of that football and ended up throwing it to us. Now, speaking of Leonard Floyd, also, I got I can't forget, he did have a fumble recovery, too. So my man was just absolutely balling. And that defense, period, just playing the way they play. And you speaking to AD, that they do need to make another statistical category for AD, man, when it comes to affecting plays and pass rushing, because it kind of seems like he has he's having a quiet year, but he's still getting at them damn quarterbacks, man. He's still raising all kinds of hell, but I don't know, maybe we're not talking about him enough. I'm not talking about him enough or or, or the national media isn't talking about him enough. He, uh, enough. he is still having a huge impact on ball games and just absolutely balling and destroying people. He's just still being that AD, but 
maybe we we expect too much from him, so we just kind of look at him and kind of take it for granted. But he's still being the AD, the Aaron Donald that we've seen since he came into the NFL. Oh, no doubt, man. He's he's an elite athlete, man. I mean, you just look at his physique, his ability to play. He's a high-profile player. And on top of all of that, Doc, he has a motor. He, he, he has a motor. I'm talking about he's going to get after you the entire game, anytime he's on that field. And that's what the other guys around him feed off, of, his ability to be who he is as a football player and at the same time have this motor. So it kind of makes the Leonard Floyd of the world say, okay, when I'm looking at this guy in film, man, he never stops. So I'm going to pick up that. That that could be imparted to other players, and we've seen it be imparted. So once you come into that room with Aaron Donald, man, some of those characteristics that he has is going to automatically start going to these other guys, and they're pressuring quarterbacks, getting after guys, not giving guys uh, room enough to breathe. Um, we saw Leonard Floyd chase. Uh, he chased Solder out of the game, like you chase a, uh, you know, a, a good pitcher out of out of the game. You chase yeah. him out of the game early. He wasn't hurt. They pulled him because they couldn't block Leonard Floyd, and they found that out within the first snaps of the first series of the game yesterday. So, just seeing that, that's something that this Rams defense can build on, Doc. And I think it goes to the next level now. And, and those are big facts, man. And the fact that our Rams defense did come out and play well against the New York Giants on the road. I mean, all the way across the country. Came out a little slow, like I said, man. Didn't do much of anything in that first quarter. Actually, we were down to the sorry-ass New York Giants, 3 nothing after the first quarter. But we did explode for 28 points in that second quarter. And a lot has to do with Matthew Stafford, man. I think we can talk about him again in the MVP race, man. He had another outstanding showing. 22 of 28, extremely efficient. 251 yards, four touchdowns. He did throw a pick. He was sacked twice, which is kind of, you know, kind of surprising as well as our offensive line been playing but regardless of all of that man he Matthew Stafford gave us gave us that work and gave the New York Giants that work and this is exactly what we wanted to see after a kind of a lackadaisical performance when we lost our first game against the Cardinals a couple of weeks ago but Stafford I mean what can we say that we hadn't said about him man he he, he played a magnificent game on Sunday well we can say this doc that he's one of those quarterbacks like a Tom Brady like a Dak Prescott, that you don't want to give a short field to. You always want to make this guy go the long way. And our defense gave him opportunities to have a short field, and you see what happens with it. I mean, I keep revisiting last week. We're going to revisit it a lot. Uh, last year, we're going to revisit it a lot because we played the Detroit Lions this year. But in those instances last year, Doc, having a short field didn't always equate to points for us. I mean, just having a Stafford there, knowing – that this guy is going to be there for you. He's going to be available for you. He's a guy that can take shots and keep ticking and uh, just push the ball in the end zone, man. He was showing that rifle, that cannon. Uh, when he got in the red zone, man, these these quick throws and unorthodox arm motions that he had to make to get some some of these passes in there, he did an awesome job leading this group, man. And and uh, can't say enough about him, but uh, it, it's starting to get close to that 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 trench time where. Guys like Matthew Stafford have to start separating themselves from the rest of that group and prove that he can be a candidate in this MVP race for the long haul. And a big reason he's a candidate in this MVP race, he went back to his dinner guest again quite often, Cooper Cup. He looked for Cooper. Cooper got 12 targets, seven more than the next person, but he gets the targets because he produces. Cooper ends up nine catches, 130 yards, two more touchdowns, man. Struck one for 30 yards and 
uh, Cooper Cup just still, you know, doing their work. I mean, these are guys that we brag about every Sunday. We're supposed to brag about them every Sunday. Cooper having a ball. Tyler Higby, five catches, 36 yards. Robert Woods only had two catches. But D. Hendo, the running back, man, 21 carries, 78 yards. And don't talk about D. Hendo, but he did have a nice little 28, 28, 25-yard touchdown reception. And I love to see the fact that Matthew Stafford going to the running back and Sean McVay calling passing plays for the running back. And, you know, it, it they said it, it looked like a little slant and go, but it was almost like a fake sluggo. You know what I'm saying? He didn't really – he didn't go – he didn't do the slant. He just did a fake – you know, more like a little, little wheel route. He just faked like he was going to cut. But uh, the fact that Sean McVay trusts Darryl Henderson, man, and Matthew Stafford trusts him, throw him the rock down there close to the goal line, I'm just glad to see that, that he didn't – he did look for Cooper Cup, but he was able to look for some of these other people, man, to get them, you know, involved in the passing game. Hey, great job by the entire running game last night. And yeah. you know what? Just having having Daryl Henderson out on the perimeter, that's another tool in his toolbox, Top. Because I can guarantee you, most linebackers in this league are not used to covering anybody on the perimeter. So for Sean McVay, to put a matchup on the field, that's the innovation of Sean McVay, and have our running back to run a slant and go. I did see the slant a little bit, Doc. He Just gave a little bit, of a though. Slant. He didn't go all the way in there, though. He kind of faked it. it, it <laughs> yeah, it was subtle. I, you know, like I always coach, Doc, when you're running a double move, make sure you run the first move first, okay? Yeah. So I saw the little head movement, look back at Matthew Stafford, and Matthew threw a perfect ball. It, 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 I think it caught Daryl. Instead of Daryl, yeah, it was, a, exactly. it was a beautiful pass, man. So, um, you know, just being able to add that facet of the game to this offense, Doc. Like I said from the beginning, when you add a Matthew Stafford to what we have as far as personnel is concerned, the entire playbook opens up, man. And we saw that yesterday. And D. Hendo, good job, man, because to be a receiver, yeah. I mean, to be a running back, man, to go out there and run that kind of route. You know, I'm just giving you a hard time because the sluggo, you know, receivers, <laughs> Hall of Fame receiver giving you credit for a sluggo, but it really wasn't a sluggo. You just popped your head and went out, but it was a beautiful route. It was a beautiful pass. It was a beautiful catch. It was beautifully executed. And the running game was beautifully executed as well. I just love the fact that McVay did make a concerted effort to run the rock, bro. We ran 34 times, gave it to DeHendo 21 times for 78 yards. He had a rushing touchdown. He had that receiving touchdown. But now we're seeing what well, we have seen. But the fact that we know that D. Hendo, Daryl Henderson can be a 20 carry guy every game. That's what we need him to do, man. And I'm pretty sure the offensive line, they love run blocking because you can just yeah. fire off and just punch somebody in the mouth. So I'm glad to see Sean McVay did, you know, uh, spend some time and, and, and run the rock 34 times. And the fact that we had a big lead as well has something to do with it. You want to take some time off the clock, but. Hey, man, D. Hendo, good for you, bro. 21 carries, 78 yards. Sonny Michelle had nine carries, 42 yards, 34 carries as a team. Thank you, Sean McVay. Thank you very much for not forgetting about the running game. Well, Doc, I, I, told you, I, can, I can truly say that we saw two phases of this offense yesterday. In the beginning, Sean McVay was all about speeding up the Giants, man. We were doing no huddle offense. We were, we were getting guys to the line of scrimmage after play after play and pressuring the Giants. Then in the second half, when we got that second half kickoff, we started to slow it down. We slowed it down with the run game. We, start, we started slowing it down with converting on third downs. And before you know it, our first drive in the second half had eaten up seven minutes of that clock. So that kind of puts, you, puts the Giants in a who are, who are sleepwalking 
in a precarious spot, man. They really can't get stuff done uh, or or try to get Daniel Jones going because they they're, they're fighting the clock, they're fighting the scoreboard, and they're fighting the Rams at the same time. So I just like the way Sean McVay and Matthew Stafford just controlled the clock and dictated the pace. Indeed, man, and dictating the pace ended up running our record to 5-1. and one. The Giants fall to 1-5. and 38-11 win, man. Now, you know, we look forward to the next game. And the next game is a game I'm 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 glad to see as well, man. You know, we're gonna move on. We're gonna preview it later, but we get to see we get to see our best our best friend back up in here, man. We get to see Jerry Goff come back to La La Land. We face the new the Detroit Lions, and the Lions are sorry as fudge crackers, bro. They sorry as hell, man. They're 0-6. They lost again. Uh, Dan Campbell, the Lions coach, came out and kind of criticized Jerry Goff, man. Said Jerry Goff needs to play better. He needs to do better. I wanted to say, do you think, mother? Do you think? But anyway, anyway man, hey, it's going to be nice to get a uh, – uh, uh, I wonder what kind of uh, reception Jerry Goff is going to get in L.A. I think a warm reception, but, bro, glad your ass is gone, man, because you ain't giving Detroit nothing. But, hey, this is the matchup that Rams fans want to see. And I'm pretty sure Jerry looking forward to coming back, playing against his old time, the kick, uh, old team that kicked his ass to the curve anyway. Yeah, man. It, you know what, Doc? It'll be respectable. I mean, I think him coming back to Los Angeles. I mean, we're talking about a quarterback that we took with the first pick overall. Uh, he led his team to a Super Bowl. I mean, you know, just it's just unfortunate. Things didn't work out. But um, here, here's the thing. We were in a similar uh, position versus the Owen whatever New York Jets uh, last year, if I believe, man. And we don't want to, like, once again, we want to be professional about our approach. We don't want to play someone's record. We want to play the Detroit Lions and go out and perform against these guys. So it's another week of uh, preparing, being professional about what we do, and making sure that we don't have any mental lapses based on the opponent that we're playing. Yeah, yeah. Bring your ass on. Just bring your ass on here, man. Come, come on to La La Land, man. And we can put you to sleep. But uh, looking at the NFC West right now, bro. I mean, we're five and one, but Arizona still damn undefeated, man. They six and zero. Oh, hey, yeah. but looking at the rest of the cause Seattle lost. They lost to Pittsburgh in overtime. San Francisco. I forgot. Then they somebody beat them. I don't keep up with them, but I think they lost to somebody too. But we've been talking about the NFC West being the toughest conference division in the league, but I don't see that anymore, bro. We're six. I mean, Arizona is still undefeated at six. You know, they're sitting on the top of the division. We're five and one. We're right there. Great record. But San Francisco is now two and three. Seattle Seahawks are now two and four. But as far as the division race is concerned, we're still up there, man. And, you know, we keep playing the way we plan because I think the next three or four teams we play, at least the next three, I think they against some struggling ass, trash ass squad. So we have a, a chance to really run our record to looking really, really good, even though five and one looks good. But the NFC West kind of struggling right now, bro. But the Cardinals still playing some good football, man, undefeated. They look like they might be legit. Well, uh, Doc, it's the beauty of football. I mean, we can have what's on paper before the beginning of the season, after the season kicks off. I mean, things change. You got guys who step up, guys, other guys who don't play as well as we thought they may be playing. And teams are, are the same way uh, included in that. So, um the main thing is just to focus on who you are as a team, as a player individually, and that opponent that you have that week. So Sean McVay has been doing a good job keeping that focus, man. And I just love, you know, I just love his attitude as far as 
not being just a one-dimensional team uh, or just not being an offensive team or defensive or special teams team, just being an all-around better team. And I, I think he has the Rams in a position to really focus on the bigger goals, uh, winning that division uh, and, and, and having a home playoff game. So those are the goals that are still attainable, and we can go out and get these goals starting this week versus the, versus the Lions. Now, before we get off this game and before we get off this episode, now uh, we talked about all the good things our Rams did. They they were tripping a little bit, man. They came out a little slow. We talked about that, man. They didn't score any points in the first quarter. But hey, you playing in New York, you playing a, a trash ass team. You didn't travel across country, man. You need a little time to wake up. And when they woke up, they did wake up. Also, uncharacteristically, we gave up a couple of sacks, which we hadn't been doing. And man, we I think we had like seven penalties. We really like more discipline than that. So that's the negative side of the game, but it's over with. We still got the W. We are now five and one. We're still considered one of the best teams in the NFL, which is what we were hoping for. But anything else you want to add before we uh, 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 chop it down and get up out of here, uh, Isaac Bruce? No, man, Doc, that's it, man. I think we, we went out, took care of business as we were supposed to, man. And, you know, I keep saying that we're not playing records. We don't play a team's record. Albeit there'd be five and zero or zero and five, we make sure that we step in and do what we need to do as a professional football team. Go out and execute the way we know how to execute. And and man, I'm 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 very excited about seeing just how many layers, or how many branches can come open in this offense, man. I mean, we saw Daryl Henderson spread out running routes. I mean, what's next? I mean, I mean, we we've already seen uh, Robert Woods in the back backfield taking a handoff. So I feel like the entire playbook is open and i'm just excited about how you know this thing can evolve but before we run about it how was the weekend man had a good weekend how was the weekend man you know what i'm saying i had a a chance had a chance to go back to st louis uh um uh had a show autograph signing show there the great uh ozzy smith was in the house chris carpenter a lot of cardinals was there the great whitey herzard was uh was in the house and, uh, you know, just had a great time seeing the people, the fans, the great fans of St. Louis once again, man, and, and uh, signing autographs and taking pictures with them. How do a lot of St. Louis fans, do they still they still cheer for the Rams, don't they? They still cheer for the players Ooh. on the field. That's what I, I mean, <laughs> I know I know they don't. I Ooh. mean, it's a little touch. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. but they still feel some kind of connection to the squad, even though they feel it. Because it's almost, it's, it's like if a, if, your, if a pretty girl breaks up with you. You still pay attention to it. Your, your feelings might be hurt. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure they still like what the players on the field are, is do, are doing. But the organization, I'm yeah, it's, it's it's a little bitter pill. So how do those conversations go when you when you when you go back to St. Louis? Well, let's just put it this way, Doc. I mean, for me, I grew up in South Florida, Miami Dolphins fan through and through. I have Miami Dolphin memories etched in my mind. I've cried for the Miami Dolphins. I've lived with the Miami Dolphins. The, 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 the killer B defense, Dan Marino, Mark Duper, Mark Clayton, Jim Jensen. I know all of these guys because they, they, were, they were part of my upbringing. So when you go back to St. Louis, there are people who I am in the greatest show on turf or the Rams are part of their upbringing. Yeah. So every weekend they were down in, 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 uh, in the city at the Dome watching yeah. us play. Great highs, great memories, going to Super Bowls, winning games. And Doc, I mean, they're probably 22, 23. And that's that's their, you know, that's yeah. embedded in their brains and their minds and their memories. So um it's 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 emotional. So you have emotional moments about it. And and some of them really hate that the team was taken away from them. And others just just choose to really just 
remember the the great parts of the greatest show on turf and, and the moments and the games that we played. So it, it's a difficult situation, Doc, but I get where they're coming from emotionally as far as growing up a Ram fan, man. And, and it's hard to really, you know, tear yourself away from what you grew up in. Well, I'm glad. I'm pretty sure every time I see uh, guys like you, especially greats like you, man, they get excited and bring back all those yeah. good feelings and those good emotions. Also, real quickly, man, how the, how the ice cream shop going? Oh, man, we selling so much ice cream. Oh, man, Doc, we selling ice cream on top of ice cream. And, uh, man, you know, it won't be long before we're looking for another spot to open. That's what I'm talking about. Like, All praises, man. All praises. All praises. Ice cream! No, I, Eddie Murphy, ice cream, ice cream, man, come in. The ice cream, man, it's coming. But anyway, man, yeah. hey, appreciate you, Isaac. That's going to do it for another episode of Ramblings with Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday. Until next week, God willing, we out. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.